Sensor Global saves lives with automatic compliance and manages smoke alarms, gas and water leak detection with 24-7 remote management. It provides complete control, reduced risks and improved compliance for property managers. To find out more, speak to Anthony Booth or head over to sensorglobal.com. Welcome to the PM Collective, a dynamic hub designed to empower business owners, property managers, and BDMs to excel in their careers. Through access to intimate conversations, cutting-edge video training, mental health support, and unparalleled motivation, our community is the ultimate destination for individuals seeking to elevate their professional lives to new heights. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our next conversation on our weekly podcast, The Art of Property Management. Welcome to the PM Collective Podcast. I'm very excited to have our returning guest, James Jesus, join us. James, thanks for jumping on board. Hey, Ashley. Thank you for having me again. It's been a while. Yeah. Good to be back. Excellent. Now, um, real quick fun fact, as I find it cool. How do you, I pronounce your surname, Jesus. Can you please tell me how it's meant to be pronounced? So, yeah, so it's meant to be De Jesus. But in Australia and growing up, it's always just been to Jesus. It's easy and everybody can say it. Absolutely. What um, nationality is that surname? Uh, Portuguese. Oh, there you go. Excellent. Well, I never would have um, even had an attempt at pronouncing it like that, but uh, I thought it was a pretty cool fact for you. So that's why I brought it up. Now, last time we had you on the podcast, you were in your first 12 months in a BDM role. But just remind me, were you the first 12 months just in BDM in general? Like what were you doing before that? I can't remember. Yes. So before that, I was a property manager. Um, So I was a property manager for a little over a year, um, for about 18 months. And then I jumped into the BDM role. Um, Yeah, looking for a sales role, actually. But I ended up in BDM and loved it ever since. Excellent. So when we spoke, you were the first 12 months in um, in the BDM role, and it's now been a couple of years. I remember very specifically what I loved about the chat with you was that you were very, I guess I'll call old school in terms of doing all the right things like letterbox drops and that real sort of traditional BDM method, which I thought was really cool because I was lacking at the time of doing it. And it was just really good as a refresher for me to go, you know what, let's get back to basics and do that. So I'm really curious as to how your BDM role has changed and tweaked now that you're a couple of years into the role. Are there any things that you've been keeping or anything that you have changed and found that was maybe a waste of time and energy? Look, I think the, um, the in honesty, the, the cold call side, I don't do as much anymore. I still do them, but they're not so cold. They're more what you'd call like a warm kind of call, um, you know, and then obviously chasing your hot leads. Letterbox drops occasionally, um, but it's not something we do massively. Now I tend to do it as like a quarterly thing, and I kind of pump out my results for the quarter, say along the coast, um, kind of executive leasing, what we've done, some of our you know key stats there, um, as well as when I do the kind of southeastern corridor of Gosnells and things like that. So I guess those, there's those two big things that I, I used to do a lot and spend a lot of time doing that I don't do. A lot of it now, a lot of my business and focus is just building relationships with, you know, referral partners, the reps in the business now working for Real Mark, having a lot more reps to work with, really focusing on those relationships and with their clients and buyers, as well as, yeah, buyers agents have been a massive part of my business the last 10 months now. 
um, that's just been huge. So really trying to focus on those guys and their their clients, whether it be through our office or through other office sales, um, but those buyers agents that are buying and really just focusing on that. And the switch from the traditional letterbox drops, cold calling, etc. Have you found that the that that sort of um, has been amplified just because the return of those letterbox drops and cold calls just weren't getting you anyway? Like, is it, was it like a decision to work smarter, or that you just didn't see the results from it that changed and shifted your methods? Yeah, certainly. Look, they, I you get. The odd result from those things, but it, that's really is a long game, and I guess it's still a long game in what I'm doing and how I how I'm processing leads and how I'm tr- you know treating the client. But um, yeah, just the the cold calls and letterbox drops a few and far between is more for getting the name out there. Now I think my name's out there a little bit more, um, a bit more known, and I'm starting to build those relationships from other avenues that I never had the opportunity to when I was brand new to the game. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, were just talking about you know, our predictions and, and the work as a BDM, um, you know, specifically in WA, obviously, we've got all that investor activity. And we um, are definitely finding the referral partners and the buyer's agents a big part. But I don't want to be naive to the fact that they're going to be there forever because they're not. And um, in terms of like, have you started thinking about a strategic plan of what to do when that investor market dies off? Because I think like, I don't know what you think, but I feel a little bit like not on edge, but definitely I'm, you know, on the ball that this investor market can change at any time. So as a BDM, you know, even Personally, financially, we are so used to getting, you know, real good numbers coming through. And I know you're really high performing there, but there could be a point where in six months, 12 months, we're going to, it's going to change and we're going to have to shift again. And that, I guess, makes me a little bit nervous. Like, is that something that you think about? Yeah, look, I think, I think, yeah, definitely can't last forever. Um, it's it's all great and fun and games right now, and it's it's you know crazy busy, and you go wow, you know you kind of um, keep your head above water. But I think look, my thing is really I'm trying trying to keep the reputation of myself as well as the business um, with the local you know kind of investors and, and people in the areas that I work a lot in um, to being more your go to, and I guess that's all through. Yes, branding and you know your, your letterbox drops and things like that, but just you know keep giving people updates. You know, every kind of quarter, every six months, depending on their circumstance, um, and keeping that constant communication with the communities that I work in so much. I think that's really what I'm trying to do now while I don't have too much time to really pour into it, but still trying to put some time into that because this will change one day. Yeah, and, and I like that you said that you did change the letterbox drops, for example, down maybe instead of quarterly or fort I'm sorry, instead of monthly or fortnightly, you've changed that to quarterly. So you're still doing it, but yeah. you've just yeah, just reduced the amount and and put your focus where where the money is at the moment, which is like I said, the referring agents. I um how long do you reckon we've got in WA for the investor market? Do you have any like thoughts of that? To be honest, look, I I see, I, I'm not 100% sure, but from what I'm seeing and, and the growth in some areas that say in the end, I saw the buyer's agents buying a lot in, they're now pushing out of those areas a little bit because now the, you know, your $400,000, mid $400,000 kind of property 
is now looking at, you know, 5, 520, 550, and it's like all in the space of kind of like a year. So, look, I think personally, I think when the building game gets a little bit better in Perth um, and, you know, you kind of can build houses back in your six, nine months, 12 months max mark, um, I think it might pull back a bit. But in all honesty, I, I, yeah, I don't know. How about you? What are your thoughts? I agree. I think when the building industry improves, we'll see a better market Mm. because see more tenants able to like build a home and get into their own home and things like that which I'd really love to see because you know like it's a double-ended sword like we have not enough stock but the other not enough rental stock for tenants but on the other end if we can get reduce the amount of tenants that are needing homes by getting them to build then that's going to help the situation as well but I I mean I keep on like I am noticing a little change in investor activity that some are getting a little bit frustrated at the Perth market and just going you know what I can't be bothered it's moving too quickly I'm not getting a bargain so I'm definitely seeing people look outside of Perth but I don't know migration levels just seem to be so high at the moment I am not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel for tenants unfortunately but and the building industry I think we're still away off but I'd love to say that we've only got six months left of it but yeah I'm, I'm with you on that I think yeah the the, the um yeah, the building game is still a while off, I think, um, oh, from what I'm seeing and hearing from people in the game. Um, yeah, you know, you've got some builders that are obviously doing it pretty well at the moment and a lot quicker than they used to be even. But, um, yeah, I think the, the majority that took on a lot of the work is still got a bit of a way to catch up and it's going to be like this with migration and everything. That's just, yeah, another level, I think, yeah. from what it used to be. It's a whole other level. And, unfortunately, yeah, for, for the tenants, it's, it's going to be tough for a little bit. But, you know, I think there is light at the end of the tunnel. It will calm down but when that is yeah I think maybe another 12 months yeah yeah I think so well at least another 12 months to have a clear idea of like you know what this will only last for you know three more months six more months 12 more months yeah Um, the couple of questions for you is at the moment working very much online are you doing a lot of in-person management or are you doing everything online at the moment Look, I do. So north of the river um, in my coastal corridor, a lot of it is in person. I find a lot of that I like to get. I like, I always like to get in person if I can, at least on a Zoom, something to put a face to the name and kind of build some sort of rapport. But I am finding, and that's actually interesting to ask because I wanted to ask you about that as well, was, yeah, I find anything, a lot of obviously the interstate investors, basically all they, all they, all they kind of want is what are your fees? You know, how much can you get for me and how, how what's my vacancy going to be? Because I want no vacancy, you know. So it's hard to, I'm finding it, I do a lot of the, that stuff online. It's hard to build that rapport or any sort of relationship with these guys because they just don't want to give you the time of the day. And I try and get on a Zoom and a lot of them don't want to get on a Zoom either. So that's what I'm finding. But I guess, yeah, what are you finding as well? Well, I guess it depends on where the source is coming from. And so if they're finding you through social media, they're finding you through Google, I think that RealMark have got a pretty good SEO. So, I, you know, they could be finding you through that. And I, there's actually, I don't know whether you listen to um, Jason Hull from the Door Show, uh, Door Show Grow or something like that. He's in America. Do you listen to his podcast? No, I haven't. No, I might have to check it out. Yeah, he um, talks about like where the leads come from and how likely that landlord is to be, you know, very fee-driven. And he's actually found 
that the people that want to negotiate with the fees the most are the ones that come through like your SEO and through your Google search. So because that they're profits, like they're just getting on doing property management perp and finding you there, which totally makes sense. And so I guess for me, like don't get me wrong, people do ask, but I don't think um, I feel like sometimes they just need a little bit of a, a win with a very small fee. Mm, yeah. It pacifies them. But because they, I mean, for me, because they come through a referral network, whether it's buyer's agent or other existing clients, it's less of a problem for me because they're not shopping for me because um, because of the SEO. They're shopping yeah. for that referral. So I would probably say like it's a really good thing for people who are listening just to have a little think about um, where that lead is coming from. So and I and I guess you know at the end of the day, everyone's got a different business plan. I'm not going to be here sitting saying don't negotiate because there's sometimes you will negotiate and there's reasons why you would. And so and it depends on where you are in your business as well. But um it's I don't find it as a massive problem for me. And mm. I think the mindset and maybe this is the, the an arrogant side of me thinks that if you don't come with me, like if you don't um, bring your business over um, because I'm being set on my fees, then it's not a no forever because I know mm. that you can go to someone, maybe cheaper fees. And I'm not actually even saying that cheap fees means cheap service because I actually don't believe that either. Um, but quite often I'm seeing a lot of business coming um, back to us from uh, other agents. And I, I don't know if you're seeing a bit of news. Yeah, I've, I've had a few. I've had a few recently, real recently that, yeah, it's like I call them a couple of weeks later and they're like, oh, still haven't got an MA yet or anything. And I'm like, well, the option's still there, you know. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right though when you're in terms of where your lead source comes from. Like my buyer's agents, referrals, referrals through obviously the sales team and a lot of other things. I'm not getting too much pushback. It's the guys that find me on on through the SEO um, that they're going, hey, you know, kind of send us your fee. Where, yeah, the buyer's agents and referral networks, they're coming to you because they've been referred to you. So the, the fee negotiation might be a tiny win or nothing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that that's just something for like people to be mindful of. And if they are coming to you from um, the SEO and, and asking, you know, to negotiate, like I'm absolutely, I couldn't care less whether they came with me or not, because you know what, I've still got your name and your email address and your number. Yeah. I'm still going in my database and I'll speak to you again in 12 months. So I feel like it's like a win-win because you you definitely don't you don't want to not get those leads from um from Google because um but they're just like they're just like your 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 future leads you know what I mean yeah now ones but you'll get them in the down track no I agree I agree it's, it's then then they just get in the pipeline and you yeah slowly slowly over time yeah you need that sort of business too though yeah the Referring, and I'm not asking you to delve your secrets or anything like that, but just because I think people find it interesting. With your referral networks and your buyer's agents, have you found that they have organically come to you or have you found that you've actually sourced them and like and put in the sort of, I guess, the hard yards of finding them and starting that relationship? A couple, a couple I have. I have had to work a bit harder to kind of, I guess, build that relationship. And then a couple I've been referred to through a few of the sales reps. That's helped. Um, so I just get my foot in the door and then I've nurtured and kind of built that relationship with them since I've been at Realmark, which has been really, really good. So I'm not just getting the leads from the reps, 
I'm getting them from other agents that they're buying the property and doing all the walkthroughs and all, you know, that kind of fun stuff, pre-settlement and pre-purchase. But I love it. It's to me, that's kind of the fun of the game, you know, seeing different things and what's out there. And it certainly helps having like an award-winning team and like the likes of Shane Beaumont and all that in your team because there's, you Definitely. know, seeing and getting hit up by so many investors right now. Like he would be a, such a source for a database. Yeah, look, it, yeah, it's it is it is really good, and I'm I'm blessed that I um I have that around me um to kind of I guess yeah work work in my way and, and yeah what can I say I'm I, I am blessed and I appreciate it. It's been amazing. Yeah, excellent. And is there anything that you have done specifically in the last two years that you have? got better at doing since last time we spoke like where has your personal development and all of that um improved do you reckon good question good question um you might not even be able to answer i'm throwing now i gotta no no just gotta take a step back from the um to have a think um i think the way i deal with people i think i've always been a bit of a people's person but the way that i deal with different personalities and and you know i guess different conflicts different questions the the way i handle people really is been got a lot better i've even handling myself i think like i'm very high energy i'm very fast i guess i won the award for speed at you know the real mark thing it was like because i'm very quick and on the ball all the time but not everyone's like that and for me i think that's really been a big win for me is learning how to deal with different cultures different type of people and their personalities and adjusting myself i'm not perfect and i still sometimes go in and go oh my god james you're way too much man like calm down but learning that has been a massive part yeah for me i've found especially in the higher end stuff the higher end rentals you get a bit of a different demographic and i find just yeah working with them i've learned how to how to handle them and how to what they want what they look for and yeah that's been amazing and and um you'll probably agree that buyers agents as wonderful as they are and there's some amazing ones there's also some really difficult buyers agents out there so really yeah their special requests i don't know whether you get special requests from these buyers agents but yeah. that's hard yeah definitely definitely yeah you you always get the um yeah the odd ones but um overall they're they're pretty good they're all pretty good yeah um now in terms of your like future again you know strategic planning don't need to give away your secrets or anything like that but do you have um, anything in the pipeline that you are like you know what that's next for me I'm going to get this done that done or like what's do you have a strategy for the next six months with what you're going to um plan to achieve Look, I guess for me, I don't have anything kind of set in stone, um, to be honest, but I really want to get my social game better. That's a massive part for me. I've got such a bit of a, like, I guess, a clientele interstate and things like that. Um, and even locally now, being with the team, I really want to up that side of my game. Um, that's massive. And then building the team like around me is getting a bit more support to be able to take it to the next level. Um, on my own, there's only so much I can do. So really building that team to keep growing is what my next plan will be next year. Yeah, in terms of like a team like a VA or an assistant? Yeah, yeah, in terms of, yeah. So I've got like a leasing agent um, who's a gem and, and is awesome at what she's doing. Um, but yeah, having someone that can do more of my admin, help with my admin stuff, um, even even with, you know, some prospecting kind of side of things. But be like another BDM, another mini James that helps me out and we run around together and yeah, try and take this thing to the to the next level. Because you're covering all Perth at the moment, aren't you? You don't you're not doing just like north or south? 
Yeah, the whole lot. Yeah, so yeah. all up the coast, um, down, you know, yeah, kind of Gosnells, Armadale, Treby, Ways. Um, so, yeah, it's I'm stretched um, at the moment a little bit, but, yeah, I'd make it work. It's, um, it's, it's interesting, like, how do you know as a BDM when you're ready to bring on that next person? Because I've had this discussion with our BDM and I'm like, you need to tell me when you're ready for me to get you some support or somebody else in because from um, a BDM point of view where you may or may not, and this is just in general for people listening, you may or may not be receiving a commission for each um, you know, listing comes through, to bring someone in to potentially do north of the river or south of the river or different areas, you're ultimately, you know, going to lose some of your commission, if I'm going to be completely honest. And so I found, I'll answer it so you don't have to because, you know, I don't want to put you in an awkward position, but I found that with our BDM, she's like, oh, no, I'm going to keep on going. I'll tell you when I need the help. So I guess it's really important as a BDM to recognise where your limit is because I want to make sure and that BDMs out there don't push, 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 push until, you know, then you end up doing 60 hours a week because it's really hard to let go of, you know, someone that you're sort of sharing the role with. I mean, that's just like me sort of honestly speaking. Yeah, look, I I agree. I agree. I think because what happens is I think you get to a point that you your service starts to lack something has to give so whatever it is but something has to give um and i think yeah i'm kind of like yeah about to i guess i've always said kind of my i got my limit and when i hit that number consistently um you know for a quarter or six months then i want to look at right well i need somebody here to and yes i think i might take a bit of a hit for you know three months say but hopefully that's going to help me then help us as a team get to the next level so taking that minor sacrifice to take it to the next level is i think you have to do at some point stay with us we'll be right back many real estate agents across australia confidently refer property insurance plus to their clients as they recognize the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client focused service they deliver they offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more. It's no different to a sales rep bringing on a PA. Is it like it's exactly the same? And you know, where in that situation they might share a commission or or whatever, but it does help you get to that next spot. Um, yeah. I, I think that we will probably we're sort of starting to introduce a couple of tasks to a VA, but it's hard because you know managing authorities are different. Fee schedules can sometimes be different, and it's sort of like actually we we found that a little bit hard to intro but we're gonna probably keep trying that for the next sort of six months and get in get that support um I recently well actually not recently now but five months ago actually found my own VA um I'd rather call her a PA because that's what she more is because I just needed a double me I just needed someone just to help me just with all the not crappy stuff but just like the social media and the connecting and the engaging and the um, posts. And every time I have um, like a random idea, just texting someone and saying, hey, can you schedule this into socials? Or yeah. uh, like when you're on the road so much, having someone just to quickly do that rental appraisal for you or adding someone to a database, just stuff like that. Because what I found was that 
when I was out on the road, I would have then a whole long list of things I had to do when I got back in the office. So I was trying to eliminate that because then sometimes I forgot. So I got my own PA directly. I pay personally, like not through the business or anything like that. And she helps me hugely. And I have to say, like for me, it's worked really, really well, even if it's just to help with your social. So like I do all my, like I still um, create all my own content, but sometimes just being able to message someone say, hey, can you schedule this in there? It's just so much easier and has really cleared my, my mind and, you know, my brain space to not have that constant to-do list and, you know, I need a post again, I need to do this, I need to do that. I'm not sure because one thing I have noticed really great with you is I have been noticing your social media and you have been posting, um, I've seen the properties and all of that that you've been posting. So it's definitely coming up and I'm seeing it. So but having some support with those random photos of you and mm. your videos, I don't know yeah, if agree. videos or not, but just, yeah, just flicking that to someone. But you might even have a marketing person in your office that can do that. I don't know. That yeah, is- but I agree. I agree with you big time. When you're on the road and you've got all, then you're getting calls bombarded to you, you've got all yeah. these things going on um, and you're sometimes you're on the road all day, like you get home and it's like, okay, right, now I've got to do my whole to-do list. You yeah. know, and it's like, wow, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I feel I feel you hundred percent on that. Have you heard of an app called Brain Toss? No. Okay. No. Brain Toss Brain is the tip for today's podcast. Okay. It's free app and you literally while you're like on the road or whatever it is, you just like press the app and you just can like voice dictaphone or you can take a photo of something. But it's so simple that the minute you just um, voice record or take a photo of something, it automatically emails you. Oh wow. It's really cool. So I um, would recommend that because then if you have got someone to help, um, you know, with your emails or anything like that, you can then just flick that onto them real quickly to help with that admin support and keep your mind a little bit a little bit clearer. So that's a, a good app to have a look at. Oh, I'll check it out. I might have to get it. <laughs> definitely, definitely will help. Anything to help. Yes, a question for you because mine's interesting I love it. Your BDM to property manager process, what does that currently look like now for you? So I do the appraisal, the the management authority, all the advertising, marketing um, side of things, get it on the internet. Once it's on the internet, I then have my leasing agent uh, who comes into the picture and she takes over the leasing side of things um, from home opens um, and all of that, owner updates, all that kind of stuff. I'm still there. I normally check in once a week as well, just to say say hello and see how things are tracking, make sure they're all happy. Once the property is leased, so she does the whole leasing, once it's leased, it then goes to the property manager. I organize all the ID side of things, your certificate of titles, building insurances, landlord insurance, um, BMT, like tax depreciation kind of stuff or asset reports, say. Um, so I do all of that. We do like a compliance check, which my leasing agent organizes. And then that way the PM... It's meant to be the PM doesn't have to do much other than just intro to the tenant, intro to the owner, and off they go. Yeah, and that's working well. well. Yeah, look, it's been pretty good. I'm I'm a bit horrible with um, paperwork sometimes, <laughs> yeah, making sure I've got everything in in check. I just I want to get the deal done, get it on the net, get everything nice, and get it leased. So look, I'm not amazing with that. Um, I, I've never have been, but yeah, other than that, it's working well. Yeah, excellent. 
your so we've talked about the predictions what's next for you you've got your personal goals um and so over the next 12 months you would like to see maybe an extra the team being built a little bit uh yeah. another person on the team who is doing do you get a lot of like renovations and project management I do a little bit. I do a little bit. I just, to be honest, I try not to do too much of those big, big ones. Like I'll certainly help out, you know, get a house painted, new flooring, little things like that. But when it comes to kitchens or bathrooms, I tend to try and steer clear if I can. I'm all for want to help, wanting to help, but it just takes up a lot of my time. Um, hey, if I have to go and do project management type of stuff, and I don't charge for that. How do you have that conversation with the owner? Like when they say, "Hey, can you organise like some quotes for a bathroom reno or kitchen reno?" Um, what does your conversation look like? Well, I normally so normally I'll, I'll get a quote, but I'll let them do all the picking and all the colours and all the whatever they want to do there. Um, or and I'll get them in touch with the contractor once the quote's been done to explain and, and go through all of that. Um, I tend to not have those conversations. I'll kind of just look. I'm happy to help and pass pass you on to some contractors that I have that I work with a lot that can certainly help. I'll organise access. I'll organise that type of stuff. Um, once they get the quote, then then I'll get them in touch with you and you guys can have discussion and then I can facilitate the access, which is quite easy. Yeah, okay. that's good. that's probably one of our pain points at the moment. We've got a lot of um, properties that need work done to them. Yeah. So we're just impl- um, implementing a charge for that now and hopefully mm. the charge will be, um, it'll allow people to go, you know what, we'll just do it ourselves to avoid pain. Um, ideally, because that's just yeah a pain point for, for us and um, taking that on because it's very, very time consuming and it's a kind yeah. of year as well sometimes to trades in Perth, but just they're just expensive. I mean, it's not their fault, they're just expensive. Yeah, they are. They're, and then and then the time takes the delay in it as well. Like, I got a couple of trades that I use that are really, really good and, and quick and they'll they'll kind of do a lot for me, um, which I'm thankful for. Um, but if I have to go to anybody out of those couple, yeah, it just takes so much time. And and like I like to go to someone that it's not a kind of a one-stop shop probably is in the way, but they've got a few different trades in their, within their business that can do the whole kind of job. So if you wanted to do a bathroom, they've got people that can do the tiling, they can do the plumbing, they can do the shower screens, they can do all of that. So you go to the couple that have one-stop shop kind of people, they get you the quote, and then it's just easier doing it like that, I find, than getting a separate tiler, a separate painter, separate you know shower guy, personally. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. All right, so... We have gone from regular cold calling and letterbox drops. We have been fluid and moved with the times into the referral agent market. And obviously, um, that goes without saying that that is performing really well. That is um, our update with you. And I'm really excited because I think we should just make this like an annual thing because it's really cool just to see how things change, make sure we're consistent with what we're doing as well. Like I said, last time we spoke, that was when I was like, I need to get on to doing letterbox drops. James is doing it. I'm not doing that. But and I'm actually starting that next year. So it's taken me that long to get on board. <laughs> but I'm going to start doing it because we need to start looking for six months, you know, six months ahead. Yeah how it's going to change because like you can see it just from speaking to you things change so much with our marketing style and all of that we do have to stay very fluid to it and um, I'm really excited and curious to see like what the next year is going to look like for the BDM role how it's going to move like what are we going to have to be doing next and connect to next to you know keep um, and maintain the 
the level of management they're currently bringing in and like whether that's sustainable or not sustainable is going to be really, um, really, really interesting, I think. Yeah, definitely it is. It's going to be, um, I think it'll be an interesting ride and, and journey over the next year as we navigate through everything. I think it's, um, yeah, but I'm excited. It'll be good. It'll yeah. be good. Hopefully yeah. it's a cracking year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I look forward to chatting to you again in a year's time with your progress and um, and see how it's all going. And it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast again. So well done. You're going very, very well with your BDN work. It's really great to watch you as well. Thanks very much, Ashley. I do appreciate it. Pleasure talking to you. MCG Quantity Surveyors are a favourite for property managers around Australia to help their clients maximise their cash flow through tax depreciation. I love how they place a strong emphasis on industry-leading education and data releases that they share with our community and because they support the property industry so much, it is a no-brainer to use them for all your tax depreciation needs.